0: Please join Paul and his guests as they ask the ever-important question, Is it Jaws?
1: Hello everybody, and welcome to Is It Jaws, and Merry Christmas. I'm Paul Spataro, and this week I am joined by, once again, Mr. J. David Weeder, who does not seem to want to leave.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I have nowhere else to go. (laughs) I got nowhere else to go!
3: I got nowhere else to go. I got nothing else. There
1: you <laughs> go. I think we're crossing the wires here. And Mr. Chris Tyler, it's the newly award, the newly married Chris Tyler. That is me. Yes. All I you women you. out there who are holding out hope. Time to forget about it.
3: There's only two people holding my hope now. And I haven't given up. Wait till we share a bed
1: again, Dave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's for a different podcast. Indeed. I think you're going to go over to to, uh, Honeywell and and Dario.
2: They were there too.
1: (laughs) So, as. Anybody who listens to Is It Yours regularly knows we pick a movie and we talk about it. And this week we are breaking format. <gasps> this, this is the third Christmas that Is It Yours exists. First time around, Mr. Hero and I reviewed Die Hard. Yes. And last year I had the Huntsworths on to review I'm Up at Christmas Carol. And this year I was trying to think of which movie we should cover, and instead I decided, why don't we do a top five episode of our top five Christmas movies slash specials. And I did give the gentlemen the authority to pick whatever definition they wanted to a Christmas movie or special, uh, because I know there are debates as to what some people do and do not consider Christmas movies. They're and wrong. I, and I suspect we're going to talk about that before we're done tonight. <laughs> so why don't we just jump right into this and start with our number fives. Who wants to go first?
2: You're going to go for it.
1: Oh,
3: all right. Number five. Um, all right. Because it's a, it's tangent. No, it's not tangentially a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. in much in the same way that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Lethal Weapon.
2: Oh, I knew. Yes. <laughs>
3: Lethal I Weapon. I kind of thought you'd have that on the list, too. Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. It takes place during Christmas. I mean, Gary Busey even says it.
2: It's Christmas!
3: you have to believe that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <but> <laughs>
1: There's Christmas music in the movie. There it certainly there notes. is. Yep. Plenty of Christmas
3: music. I mean, Riggs is trying to buy a tree slash drugs at the beginning of the movie.
1: Come on.
2: It's right there. No, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm totally on board with this.
1: Thank you. I'm, I'm not going to argue either because I agree. But just to, to play devil's advocate, the debate is, I guess, that if the movie isn't either about Christmas or filling you with a Christmas spirit, it wouldn't be considered a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Uh as what opposed is to just taking Chris- place at Christmas time.
3: But what is more of a Christmas spirit than a man who's on the edge of his rope mm-hmm. coming back to the world and finding a family? Finding you know what? friendship.
1: I, I think I think you could've you could have introduced this movie instead of giving the title right away, you could have said it's about a man who's ready to take his own life <laughs> and is filled <laughs> with redemption by the end of it and filled with the Christmas spirit. Yes, it's no, it's not George Bailey, it's Mel Gibson. <laughs>
2: Yeah, basically, there's this could have been a Hallmark movie if, except for the violence.
1: All you I, needed was Crystal Bernard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a special appearance by Melissa Joan Hart.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I I am giving the devil's advocate as to what the other side of the argument is, and for those people if they don't consider it a, a Christmas movie, that's fine. I you know I, I'm not into one opinion has to fit all, uh, but to me if if. If it invokes any type of Christmas feeling during the movie, that's good enough. And this, like you said, the scenes that take place at Christmas time, there's Christmas music in there. I'm good with it. It's a Christmas movie, as far as I'm concerned. It ends and, on Christmas Day. Yeah, and and it's a great movie. So and it has yes. Gary Busey. <laughs> What what, yes. what says Jolly Saint Nick more than Gary Busey, <laughs> burning his <laughs> bur, bur, what is he uh, burning his arm uh, <laughs> with, yes. with a lit with a lit lighter? So yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to debate with you. It, it is one of my favorite movies. I don't know where it would fall on my all time list, but I just think it's a great movie. It certainly is. And went on to inspire three sequels. And I hear this talk about a possible another sequel coming down the pike. Oh, yeah, that would I I hope so. It would and be great. And a TV show. And a TV show, which uh,
2: uh, the has first been kind season
1: of snake bitten, unfortunately. First season was great.
2: Couldn't
3: turn away from it. And then all the, you know what, happened. Unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Stuff stuff hit the fan.
3: Yeah. It's a shame.
1: But yeah, that's, uh, as far as I'm concerned, good choice. Yes. All right. What do you got for number five, Dave?
2: Well, as, as Paul said, sometimes it's up to interpretation. I go with movies that I associate with Christmas. They either came out with Christmas time, or, you know, something that in some way, shape, or form may be tangential. This was just one of those. I went with Star Trek
1: Generations. All right. Okay, you got a little, you got a Christmas scene in there. You
0: know, yeah, that, that's
2: the thing is, is what does Picard want when he goes in, into the Nexus? A family and Christmas. Two front teeth. Yeah. Oh, no. no. <laughs> And plus, I mean, I know this movie gets a bad rap, and, and, and to some extent deservedly so, but Patrick Stewart's performance all the way through it is phenomenal, and I, I pull it out and watch it every every Christmas time, and and I keep picking up little nuances that he brought to that table. It's well,
1: there's, just, it's a, there's no hmm? such thing as a Star Trek movie that I don't like. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> so this is kind of, you know, we're kind of doing the geek Christmas with you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: That's look who you're
1: talking to. Now, mine, mine are more traditional Christmas fare. That's uh, that's not to uh, argue with you about, you know, yours. Uh, number five on my list is the 1964 Rankin and Bess animated special Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And what says Christmas like Santa acting like a son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't he? He really is a jackass. Slave <laughs> <of> labor. <laughs> so he, you know... <laughs> just the way he treats Rudolph and his family. <laughs> yep it's, it's, I mean and even even the the coach we're not gonna let him play reindeer games. <laughs> 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 it's just you know everybody's just really despicable.
2: except Yukon Cornelius, the hero of the story.
1: isn't he though? Yeah, isn't he? Silver <laughs> and gold. I'm very big. I'm very big. At at any given moment, it doesn't matter what time of year it is. For like having dinner, I'll just take a spoonful of something. And I'll go, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so that that one always has, or or, uh, or I, I also will jump up in the air and say she thinks I'm cute. <laughs> I wish we'd jump up in the air and say that. Well, I don't I don't get too far off the ground. But it, it's it's always been one of my favorites. I mean. Yukon was always my favorite, but I think he's been passed up by the Bumble. The Bumble I think the it. Bumble's actually my favorite now.
2: I can't get out of my head the uh, Robot Chicken episode where the Bumble was smuggling cocaine and <laughs> the balloon pops. <laughs> I can't unsee it. <laughs> it's a bad scene, man.
1: <laughs> so, that's, that's my number five. Uh, why don't we move on to number four? <laughs>
3: All right. This is a... This is a more recent movie, and it's actually not a, not a geeky choice, believe it or not, for me. I'm going to go with Elf. Um, the movie is 15 years old now, and you look at the trailer for it, you think it's going to be the stupidest movie ever. And then you watch it, and it is so joyful and kind-hearted and sincere that I don't know how anybody could dislike it because it it just makes me happy watching it. It's so silly and so ridiculous, but it does have that charm of like a, a, one of the sixties animated specials because mm-hmm. it's got animated characters in it. It's like a and, normal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> bye
1: buddy. Uh, it's,
3: <laughs> it's, it really is just a happy movie and a fun movie to watch. And I think it embodies the Christmas spirit a lot more than a lot of the movies that they try to parade out as Christmas movies like Polar Express, which I am not a
1: fan of. I uh, Elf. Elf is on my honorable mention list. I, I love that movie. I think it's great. Uh, it's also like one of the first decent performances by James Caan in like thirty years. Mm. So and Peter Dinklage. I mean, what, what what can you say bad about Elf?
2: Don't forget about Bob Newhart.
1: You can't Bob go Newhart's wrong with Bob Newhart. Newhart. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> no, you
2: can't.
1: Yeah, good choice. All right.
2: So my number four. Keeping with the theme, and again, this came out during a Christmas that was particularly special to me, so it kind of resonates. Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country.
1: Ah. This is the last Star Trek movie on the list, just for, for clarity. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, <laughs> It was other than coming out around Christmas time, you're going to have to give me the Christmas connection.
2: It's a bunch of people learning to put away their differences and learn to live together. Nice. Klingons and humans come together. I mean, it's a beautiful story. It's finding a, a type of family family or familial relationship in somewhere that's strange
1: okay i mean i don't i don't personally make the christmas connection on it but it is to me a terrific movie that i enjoy watching and if it fills you with the christmas spirit so be it
2: well again 91 was a special christmas just for it was the last christmas before things went chaotic and you had star trek 6 and you had leonard nimoy appearing on next generation so it was when my my trek nerdiness was at its height and i you know, it, it, I, it's Trek's always been comforting to me, and that just associated with that Christmas so much that every year another movie I pull out. Okay,
3: uh, more
1: power you to you, my friend. My, yeah, you won't
3: get <laughs> an argument from me. Right? It's a that's on
1: constant rotation in my house. Mm-hmm. So number four on mine is another animated Christmas special from 1967. The Chuck Jones adaptation of Dr. Seuss's "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." Ooh, to uh, me, it's so, hard to get better than that. Yeah, uh, and to me personally, Boris Karloff is everything in that.
2: Well, Boris it's, Karloff is everything. Is pretty much yeah. <laughs>
1: he, he just car- he, To me, he just carries it. I, I, I'm. We're fans of the Grinch, uh, but to me. Boris Call of Grinch is the version. I did not mind the Benedict Cumberbatch version that came out this year. I thought it was entertaining. I could not stand the Jim Carrey one. I
3: hate oh, with the fiery passion of a million sons. Do I hate the Jim Carrey version?
2: So I don't much. hate it that much, but I've never wanted to see it after I saw it in the theater. So that must I say was
3: something. I was appalled watching it. I was like, this is just
1: not right on so many levels. I was a Christ. <laughs>
3: Touché.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I, mean, no, I, I, that... I just did not like it. I did not find it entertaining. I just, I, I took my kids to see it. I don't know how many years ago it was, but they were, you know, much smaller, uh, and, and I was like cringing in my seat that I just did not enjoy watching it. And it was something I fully anticipated enjoying a lot. Yeah. So I, I almost had some trepidation going to see the most recent Grinch movie, the Benedict Cumberbatch one that came out this year uh because because i disliked the other one so much but i end, it ended up i enjoyed this version so not it does not hold a candle to boris karloff though
3: well here's the thing it's a short book you don't need to add to it it's already pretty perfect the way it is you know it works at that 30 minute runtime.
1: Yep. Well, just be glad Peter Jackson didn't get a hold
3: of it and make it into a trilogy. i <laughs> see that I would well, be okay cuz, you know, I'll bow down and kiss P- PJ's butt cuz <laughs>
2: love him. He pays well.
1: Yeah. I would, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to number 3. All right. Uh
3: I guess we'll we'll veer
1: back into
3: uh Chris uh geeky Christmas territory a little bit. Uh it was just, this was a tough call for me because Um, I love the Lord of the Rings movies and those came out during December and I actually got to see all of them with my dad. My dad's still alive. It's just, he doesn't go to the movies anymore. Sorry. That sounded really weird as soon as I said it. (laughs) Um, but he's the one who got me into fantasy when I was very young, but, uh, I have to go with, um, Actually, the first Chronicles is a Narnia movie, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which I totally 100% consider a Christmas movie.
2: Well, Father uh, Christmas is,
3: is a relevant part he, of that. He's so. a very relevant part of the movie, and who would want to go to a world where it's always winter and never Christmas? That sounds absolutely awful. Um, and, I, you know, Christmas being traditionally, especially for me uh, as a practicing Catholic, it is a Christian holiday, and the Narnia story is very much a you know, a parable for Christianity. So that Wait, one kind what? of hits me. Really? Yeah. I'm
2: kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay.
3: I was <laughs> gonna say. It's, like, it's, it's not that thinly veiled. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but for me, um, that first movie, uh, and I haven't seen any of the, the other two that they did, unfortunately, but, uh, that book is amazing, and the adaptation was was really, really, really well done. I, I have a, a really good time watching it every time that I do watch it, and I do try to watch it every Christmas. I finally got Maureen to watch it this year, and she got sucked in as soon as the talking animal showed up. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have too much to add about that one. I, I saw it when it was relatively new, and I don't honestly, I don't really have strong memories of it.
3: It's so. uh, it's worth a, it's worth a rewatch. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's it's I don't know how it how it went critically. I never looked anything up on that, but as an adaptation of the story and as an entertaining movie, it's really good.
2: Yeah, really well cast. I mean really well cast. Liam Neeson's and uh, Tilda Swinton. Man, I'll they're a top game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So my number three veers into Yes, it's still geeky, but it's a little bit more christmas me, Christmas-y, not Christmas-me. <laughs> my, my next one is Batman Returns, which is a great Christmas parable. Just kind of <laughs> hidden in a goofy package.
1: Very exactly. goofy. I can see the Christmas connection on it.
2: Yeah. Goodwill towards men and women. No, I just, I thought this was, yes, it's a little bit of a train wreck in terms of plot. But I think the tone of the movie, just the snow, the look of Gotham really gets me in, in the Christmas mood.
3: All yeah, right. it came out in July or June, but June. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a Christmas movie.
2: And it came out on VHS by Christmas of that year. So,
3: yeah, you gotta get that sell through.
2: <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> it's um,
3: it's it, it's funny to me because when those movies came out, they, they blew everybody away. Like they just they totally blew everybody away. The the des- design aesthetic of the first two Batman movies is so good. <laughs> like I. I have a little difficulty watching them now, just because it's a Batman that is a little too extreme for me. And, <laughs> and, but it's a uh, all the performances are great, and it's you know one that I, I still do enjoy watching. You know, I but I you know, knowing me, I got to watch all four of them in a row because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a masochist.
2: Uh,
3: <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh it's definitely the music is great,
1: the design is great, and the performances are good. It's just not not my favorite. Batman movie. No. See, there's been a little bit of a rubber band effect with the Tim Burton, the two Tim Burton Batman movies for me. When they first came out, I liked them a lot. And then, as I got kind of... As I OD'd on Burton, or uh, as as the Burton's movies OD'd on Burton, because he just became so self-indulgent, uh, there was almost a retroactive dislike of those movies because they contained elements that he overdid later. Uh, but then, now of more recent times, I've I've come around again and I'm I, I don't enjoy them as much as I did when they first came out. But I've come now to be able to sit and watch them and enjoy them again.
2: It's weird. I think 89 has galvanized itself because I actually have a whole shelf of just Batman 89 stuff. The others I can I like a lot. I like Batman Returns around Christmas time, but I can take or leave them. They're not near and dear to my heart
1: in the same way 89 is. Well, the, uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, I consider, to me, to be guilty pleasures. And uh, we, we've, on the network, I don't remember whether it's on this show or different shows, but we've discussed what. how do you define guilty pleasures. Because I was talking to Scott about it, and he was like, I'm not guilty for anything I like. I, don't I, care. I feel the same way. And and it's 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 not, I don't feel guilty about anything I like either. Uh, the way I define guilty pleasure is, it's something that you know innately really isn't that good but you like it anyway mm. it's a good it's a good way to put it so i i uh you know so I consider first two the, Batman the, movies are good yeah the first two like i said i've come around on them again where where i'm higher on them than i i'm not as high as on them as i was when they first came out but i'm higher on them than i was in more recent times fair enough So what are we on? Number three? My number three is the 1947 version of Miracle on 34th Street. Ooh, really good. uh, Yeah. I I think Edmund Gwynn in that movie is absolutely charming as Kris Kringle. And you believe he's Santa Claus by the end of the movie. Maureen O'Hara is great in it. And, And even Natalie, you know, very young Natalie Wood is terrific in it. The story is just a classic story. It's been well, it's, I, I just punched up. I could find th- four different versions of the movie, three of which I've seen. Uh, there was a... I, one I didn't see was in 1959, there was a TV movie mm-hmm. version starring Ed Wynn, which is probably oh. pretty interesting to see if I ever got the chance. Uh, I had seen the 1973 TV movie version, which starred Sebastian Cabot, and it, that came off as kind of Miracle on 34th Street Light. And then I... Felt the Richard Attenborough one from 1994 was just a little too glossy for me. I go back to the original 1947 one. That's the one I really enjoy. Uh, and I could sit and watch that every year at Christmas time. I think most people could. Yeah. So moving up to number two.
3: All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, it... Let, let's get super nerdy again. Uh, <laughs> and let's put another Shane Black joint up on this Ooh, list.
2: I think I know where you're going.
3: Do you, though? I think this I do. There's two that it could I hope be. I so. Uh, Iron Man 3. That's what I, I thought. It. Iron Man 3 is a blast. Uh, I don't understand the criticism for this movie. I think it's if I look at it objectively, it's probably the best of the Iron Man movies. Uh, it's got the most interesting story out of any of them. Uh, and it is also a Christmas movie. I know people don't want to say it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie to me. <laughs> and I'm also just a giant Marvel diehard cinematic universe guy, so I had to get that uh, represented in here.
2: I hear they're oh, I, making a
1: new one. A new, a new, <laughs> what? new cinematic, a new Marvel yeah, movie? A new a new Marvel movie. Yeah, I do hear this. <laughs> There's this, 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 this rumors in the wind. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't. I don't agree that it's the best Iron Man movie, but it's one that I warmed up to when I first saw it in the movie theater. I was a little disappointed in it, and uh, upon a second viewing on, at, at home, I enjoyed it much more. I think it actually plays better at home uh, for for reasons I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, but I've I've enjoyed it much more at home, and I, I think it is. It you know, it's got it's got the Christmas element to it. It mm-hmm. certainly does.
3: Not it's nothing quite like the vice president,
1: the, the vice president, you know, sitting over Christmas dinner while plotting the death of the president. To, to yeah, make what you,
3: else? What what's more, Christmas? Than there's, that? there's nothing. Yeah, just... Nothing
1: that makes you say Bon Natal" more than that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and my hometown is mentioned in it. My current home. <laughs> if you watch, there's a map where they're looking at the the nuclear facilities at the early part of the movie, Springfield, yep. Missouri. Oh Right yeah. there. It's just an itty bitty place. That's because Cobra <laughs> has this place. It's under- <laughs> this is where Cobra lives. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I always th-
3: I always read that as Springfield, Massachusetts myself, but it's
2: uh, a man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not
3: go there. That's a Christmas movie too, isn't there? Like yeah, fall Mike. <laughs> <I> love- <laughs> We <laughs> we won't bring up GI Joe, but uh, yeah, I love Iron Man three. It's on my Christmas rotation. Everybody should rewatch it. Tony I think Stark. I
1: think anybody who's in the movies and wasn't crazy about it, I do recommend you do a yeah. rewatch. I, as I I've said several times, I think it's much better at home.
2: Well, then you have expect you have a different expectation when you go in. You're psyched for the new Marvel movie. And it's not what you're expecting. You feel twice as disappointed. But when you watch it again, knowing kind of where it goes, you can find the nuances and the good in the movie.
1: I think there was some some element of it being victimized by the fact that it came out after the first Avengers movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it wasn't considered as successful. Well, no shit. It's it's oh, a it billion was, dollar It made
1: movie. a ton of money.
2: Yeah. But it didn't uh, make a billion dollars. Uh, a few films That's do. its biggest sin. Basically, yeah. They held it against Solo as well, so. Solo
1: was awesome.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I enjoyed Solo very much.
1: What do you got at number two, Dave?
2: I'm actually going to... You're going to go geeky on us. No, no, I'm not. (laughs) I'm going to go with Shane Black. Because Tyler made me realize I'm missing a movie on my list. So I bumped one off, if you know what I mean. It is Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Which takes place, yeah. Kind of like a spiritual successor to Lethal Weapon, except much more witty. With Robert Downey Jr., so another connection to Iron Man 3. you got Val Kilmer, a connection to Batman. Ooh... It's just it's a fun movie, and uh, the the female lead in that, whose name is uh, Michelle Mah- Monaghan. Yeah. Monahan. She makes she gets me in the Christmas spirit a lot. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, whether or not you watch it during Christmas time or not, watch it, please. You'll yeah. do yourself a favor.
3: It's it's a great it's a great flick. Yeah. Okay. I have not seen it, so I'll have to do myself that favor. If you yeah, if you like the if you like the Lethal Weapon movies, you you owe it to yourself to watch this one. It's uh, Dave's right. It's a, it's definitely a a spiritual successor. Yeah, but not exactly the same thing,
2: which is which is good. It's still a Christmas movie for the exact same reasons. Yep. The Person who's on the end of the rope finds a place uh, belonging. And that's that's where, I, w- I don't want to spoil anything, but there you go. Okay, I'll keep that in mind.
1: So well, my number two this was, was a l- part of himself. So. Hmm. <laughs> My number two was last year's christmas focus movie, A Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, of, of all the versions of A Christmas Carol, and I enjoy many of them, uh, this one has just become my perennial favorite. And I think it has to do with, first of all, just that the Muppets are so much fun, mm. but also the performance of Michael Caine. And yeah. the big thing about Michael Caine's performance is you would never know he was acting with Muppets.
2: He, <laughs> no. he, treats,
1: yeah. he treats them like they're people. he acts as if he's acting with people, and I think that's what sells the movie. He has possibly the most joyous turnaround or the you know because it's in the, actually in the middle of a song uh, and we, did, we discussed it last year when we were talking about the movie. Uh, and it's, it's just to me, it's just pure fun and it's invigorating and it's uh, a gr- just a great version of the story. That's that's my favorite version of of a Christmas Carol for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So on to our number ones. All right. <laughs> Boy, I, I don't think there's any mystery as to what you're going to pick, Chris. I uh, there
3: is. Oh, I got a lot on my list here. I don't know what I'm going with. Um, I'm looking
1: at your sweatshirt, man. <laughs> well,
3: I I was going to take that one off the table just because you know.
2: Yeah, I, was, I did the same thing. It just it's kind of assumed. It, it, yeah, well, Die
3: Hard is one of the greatest movies ever, anyway. So I, that's why I intentionally did not put it on my on my list. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, I, hopefully, I'm not stealing anybody's thunder, but um, the blessing uh, <laughs> Christmas Vacation is <laughs> is one of the funniest movies ever. I could watch Still. it. I could watch it any time of year. It doesn't matter. Usually, it's Thanksgiving night. And this is usually when I first gets but uh it's is it a little toned down from some of the other vacation movies in terms of the the rude humor a little bit but not (laughs) totally but it's i think everybody in their life knows a clark whether it's you yourself (laughs) or somebody that you just you know well that just is trying to do the best they can with what they have give their entire family a good christmas and just they feel like they can never get it all together. And we've all had, everybody's had at least one of those experiences that's in this movie happen in their own life, whether it's something with their tree, hopefully not their cat getting electrocuted. <laughs> 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 I look at elderly,
2: picture of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> Elderly family members, unexpected family members, uh, just anything can happen. And it's, I find so much to like in it and I find more to like in it as I get older which is which is funny. Um I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying that if 10-year-old me heard me saying that he'd slap me in the face. But it it is with as much rude humor that's in it and as much ridiculousness that's in it. It is still about somebody trying to be good and doing the best that they can and and trying to hold on to christmas spirit even though they feel like they've got all this crap just dumped on them and it's only at the very end of the movie that clark finally breaks after he feels like everything is completely gone to hell and i think everybody's also had that experience where they you know it's i'm bad as hell and i'm not going to take it anymore but even his version of flying off the handle is pretty subdued compared to what some people are like so it's i don't know it's just it that's just another one that just makes me smile every time i every second of it just makes me
1: happy yeah that was on that was on my honorable mention list uh yeah, it's, it's again another fun movie just so much about it and like you said there's there's undertones to it too that get more serious if you think if you want to think that way uh, yeah so yeah and and you know, it was back when Chevy Chase was just still, still fun much. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, let's also not forget Randy Quaid. We all have a cousin oh, Eddie.
1: Oh, God. Yes, well,
2: yeah. un- unfortunately, <laughs> we all do. if you don't know
3: who it is, it's you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wearing the dickie under the sweater. <laughs> I just bought
3: moose mugs. Yeah, finally. After many years of wanting them. And have you drank eggnog out of it? Not yet. Oh. Prioritize. What's that? Sorry. Prioritize. Oh, I will. I have, I have some golden eggnog in the fridge. Maybe I'll fire some up uh, after I'm done here.
1: All right. So what's your number one, Dave?
2: Mine is Home Alone.
1: Oh, I, that, that was, was on my short list. Also, too. also yeah, on, list. on my honorable mention list.
2: Just, just a great movie about family, and it, it is directly about Christmas, completely and totally. It just, you have to ignore the fact that it's kind of sadistic. That the robbers want to kill the kid, and the kid sets up these Rube Goldberg traps to kill them. Or, I'm sorry, injure them.
1: Yeah, they should be <laughs> dead three times over. I
2: know, but it's a cartoon. It's yeah. supposed to be that way. It's, it's It
3: works. It's Wile E. Coyote in, in the Roadrunner. Yeah. Mean.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and Joe, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern play it so well. Yes, they do
3: uh she's <laughs> awesome I, I think his performance in those two movies might be better than his performance <laughs> as leo in in the lethal weapon movies i don't know well, that's a, a tough one
2: that's neck and neck yeah okay 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 Okay. okay, okay. okay, okay. whatever you want leo gets they f- you at the drive through.
3: <laughs> <laughs> very christmasy
1: Okay, yeah, we, we, we kind of went off the beaten path here and back to Lethal Weapon, but uh, yeah, Home Alone is just great, and it's, you know, Macaulay Culkin was was actually a charming young man, and who knows what he's turned into now, but, uh, you know, back in 1990, he was great. is
3: that how old that movie is? Oh, Jesus, I feel old now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God.
1: Fair so, my number as... one is... Much like uh, Lethal Weapon, much like Batman Returns, the story of redemption of somebody who's at death's door, Uh, it's a a wonderful life. Oh, all right. Which, you know, was a flop in 1946 when it came out. And while everybody seems to remember this as their perpetual favorite Christmas movie of all time, there was a point in the 1970s and 60s Mm -hmm. that movie wasn't on rotation anywhere. It was just a forgotten movie. It wasn't sometime until in the 1980s that it became somehow revived and well-known.
2: And then oh. when it did, it was everywhere. You could switch channels and watch different segments of the movie.
1: Yeah, well, because it, <laughs> it was in the public domain until yep. someone reasserted the copyright on it. Uh, so it was it was available on, you know, you, you could buy the VHS copy of it for a buck. It was on PBS. It was on Channel 21. It was on, you know, mm-hmm. all these different stations. And then eventually they, again, somebody reasserted the copyright on it. And then it started showing up, you know, as a special showing on, you know, NBC. There was the colorized version of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, there's all sorts of things. But it's just, it's such a great story about just life in a small town and, you know, a good man and what he does for his family and his his town. And, uh, you know, and, and he hits rock bottom and realizes... You know what 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 life is really all about. So it's just uh, to me, it's just a, an absolute great movie. Yeah, Capric yeah, you'll get, get in, no in the argument for me. It yeah. also led Same to good.
3: one of the greatest Saturday Night
1: Live skits ever. You made one mistake, Mister Potter. You yeah. double-crossed me and you left me alive. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. That's just so great. Now, now, George, here's the money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no one that, was, searching for it. that yeah, was a yeah. great great skit and if anybody hasn't seen it they should seek it out it was the uh the previously undisclosed lost ending to it's a wonderful life
3: yeah i mean being serious though it's i, I can understand why it might have fallen out of favor it, it is probably the definition of schmaltzy but who does i want that in a christmas movie yeah. quite honestly. That's kind of the whole point. It, goodness for goodness sake. I mean, it's it might seem trite or cliched, but that's, you know, we could all use a little bit
1: more of that.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not, nothing wrong with it when it's earnest and it isn't right. a movie.
2: And the I'd rather have really a, sell it.
3: Yeah, It's better to have an earnest Christmas movie that was almost on my list than a po-faced <laughs> Christmas movie.
1: You know what I mean, Vern? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I said Ernest, that's not what I was thinking of
3: <laughs> Take it however you want
1: So, do you guys have honorable mention lists, or should I just go into mine?
3: I Yeah, I have some honorable mentions, for sure For sure uh, Gremlins That mm-hmm. was on my honorable mention 100% a Christmas movie uh, <clears throat> First Blood Also a Christmas movie Watch the movie again, <laughs> it's Christmas time
2: how did that movie spawn going on four sequels that have nothing to do with the first one and the quality of the first one but they're Uh, great on their own right but the first one is such a anyway i'm I'm getting off on a tangent
3: well i could talk those movies all day long so (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so let's see do i have any other ones christmas story obviously um but i came into watching that one later in life not when i was a kid so it doesn't have the as special a place for me as it does for a lot of people. It's hilarious. I love it, and I'll probably watch it for like six hours straight when the TNT whatever runs it all day. Um, <laughs> and then uh, then the Lord of the Rings movies because those are Christmas time movies. Yeah, for me,
2: most certainly. For three years straight, we had yep. something to look forward to during Christmas time. Yep. So um, I, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I had I had Gremlins. I have a movie called Serendipity with John Cusack and uh, Kate Beckinsale. A Rom-com, Dave? It's a rom-com. Hey, it's John it's Cusack. But it's it's But it's, it's a schmaltzy, but again, the, the performer's kind of grounded enough because you have Jeremy Piven in there keeping it grounded. All right. All right. So it's, it's not the greatest Christmas movie, but that's why it slid off the list. Um, White Christmas, which I love to death, should have been on my top five, but I wanted things that were more personal to me. All right. The White Christmas is a fantastic movie. Uh, beginning to middle and end. And then uh, I just blanked on my third one. So that,
1: that would I'll just leave those two there. All right. On my uh, honorable mention list, we've already mentioned Home Alone, we've already mentioned Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 1951 version of A Christmas Carol with Alistair Sim, which yeah, is possibly one, the best performance of Scrooge ever uh the charlie brown christmas special yeah that mm-hmm. should have been on mine i wasn't thinking specials though, i was only thinking movies the uh whichever title you want to give it march of the wooden soldiers or babes in toyland which i've already established as a thanksgiving movie to me but it does take place at christmas time and the wooden soldiers are created as actual christmas gifts for toys uh Gremlins was on my list. Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, another version of it that I love. Uh, There's two more modern ones that I just think are worth mentioning. One is Codename Kids Next Door did a Christmas show, and they actually had uh, a character in it who was clearly Wolverine oh that's okay. awesome so it's it's kind of worthy to check out just for the oddity of that okay. and then just one of my personal favorites is uh i don't know if you've ever seen it but a billy and mandy's christmas special is oh, awesome they uh santa claus has been uh bitten by a vampire Ooh. and ter- turned into a vampire and they have to seek out the head vampire to cure him and they uh they they think they have it and it's Malcolm McDowell voicing the character.
2: <gasps> oh
3: and, oh and, man! And, he, and
1: he's he's like a very prissy vampire. So an <laughs> Anne Rice
3: vampire. But it vampire.
1: turns out he isn't the head vampire. Mrs. Claus is. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that that once every couple of years, just to get Santa to pay attention to her, she bites him and turns him into a vampire. <laughs> it's awful. it's 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 really hilarious. It's it's so funny. and is so she well a done.
2: Initiating foreplay.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Only she doesn't have a boob window. Yeah. <laughs> yet. <laughs> it's, if, if you've ever watched uh, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, it was actually a very funny cartoon uh, with, with a lot of more sophisticated jokes than the kids that would be watching it would get.
2: And yet what I remember is, destroy us all! Destroy us all! <laughs> again and again and again. I will never forget that because clowns will set out to destroy us all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we learned anything from the last couple of years. So <laughs> you know, I think my my uh, my mission is to watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang now, and your mm-hmm. mission is to watch Billy and Mandy's Christmas special. Fair enough. Challenge accepted. I don't know if it's available on uh, on a streaming service or on YouTube. Oh, we can find it, but it, it, it'll be it, it. it needs to be found.
2: We have our ways. It belongs
1: in a museum. So do you. <laughs> so that's it for our Christmas lists. I hope you enjoyed the Is It Yours Christmas special in which all specials are yours. That was that schmaltzy enough? No, yes, perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you too for coming on and doing this yeah, with me. And so. uh, I really enjoyed the fact that your lists were eclectic. Yes. <laughs> I am nothing if not eclectic.
2: Wonder if, is Scott feeling better? Scott Gardner?
1: I assume not. Well, if he was feeling better, he would have joined us. Scott was originally supposed to be on this with us, and uh, he was not feeling up to it. And I could pretty much guarantee Die Hard would be his number one.
2: As well, it should be.
1: As number as well one in be. my heart. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening in. On that note, <laughs> Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holiday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. 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 Ho ho ho.
3: Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho.